It's the Cameron Hurley Podcast. Get to work, Hurley. With your host, Cameron Hurley, I'm show announcer Tim Anichi. Without further ado, Cameron Hurley. It's me! I'm alive! I made it to Gardner's World, coming back into the world. So life is now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for, I mean, it's supposed to be spring. Of course, today it's 26, but we're getting there. Tomorrow will be 50 and we're, we're on the upswing. It's more warm days than cold days. I'll freaking take it. Let me tell you. It's Ohio where you can experience all four seasons in the course of uh, one day. Four of them. Yep, absolutely. No, it's a, it's a special time. So, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, we should uh, we should tell people uh, there's big news that was just announced about things from you. Future artifacts? Yes, it was just announced the pre-order and the book cover and all that kind of stuff. There's a there's a great pre-order offer. How long is it good for? It goes until I believe the sixteenth. Sixteenth. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you get thirty percent off with code for future artifacts at checkout if you're getting it directly from Apex Publications. So definitely get that. Check that out. Um, there is also a an audio version. You don't get the deal with that, but there is an audio version. I know. I just saw the narrator commenting on it and saying, "I need to. I need to read more by Cameron Hurley. This is my wheelhouse. This is great." So um, <laughs> that was cool. Um, but yeah, no, that one's coming down the pipeline. It's going to go really fast. So I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for that. So yeah, pre-orders are finally open for that one. Uh, so get get it in your grubby hands soon. And it's uh, we had this wrong in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, May 17th mm-hmm. at the release date. I think we said 19th last I think time. we yeah. I have it pinned to the top of my Twitter. Yep, the 17th. There so we yes, go. it is. Look at that. Look at look how professional it is. Let me check my Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the place to go. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, I'm sure that there are people curious, I'm curious, what's the process of putting together a, 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 a group of short stories like this and then finding a home for them um, mm. Had you worked with Apex before? Did you have a relationship with them? No? I'd met Jason before, uh, again, on on the circuit. Uh, I think we were on a couple panels together at some point. Um, But no, it was a matter of, especially with this one, my first collection, um, we actually had Tachyon came to us, came to me at, again, a function and said, hey, I'd love to have something from you. And um, so my agent and I talked about it and we were like, Hey, we do a short story collection. And we sent him a bunch of short stories, like a hundred thousand words worth. And he went through them and, and selected them all for, you know, that he wanted in that one. But yeah, when it came to the second one, um, it was really difficult to sell. Some of that was in future artifacts, um, and not future artifacts, uh, meet me in the future had done quite well and it got great reviews. It was just that nobody really wanted only a short story collection. Um, at the time that we were starting to shop it. Uh, and then we, of course, we got into pandemic territory and all of that. So um, so it was really difficult. So yeah, we pitched it to lots of different places and they all came back saying, you know, I, I would take this if um, it was part of a two book deal and you were giving me a novel, but I already had uh, an existing um, uh, contract with Saga for my next novel. So I couldn't give them a novel. So it was just like, you know, I'd rather just do this quick. And, and the problem was we had, we'd already sold 
because when I was laid off a few years back, my agent basically sold on nothing. Just, hey, Cameron Hurley needs, you know, hey, here's this collection she'll do. And they're like, yeah, sure. Here's $5,000. And they give me $5,000. I'm like, I love my agent. But then we had to actually publish something. And then it was shit. Now we got to go around. And that was some of the issue too. It's like audio is already sold. So who's going to take audio? Who's going to take it without audio? So there was a lot of, you know, um, so much of this business is timing. It's the right time. It's the right place. It's the right people. Um, and we just, the timing was just off and it was a weird situation because of how we'd sold those rights. So this is one of those collections that I was glad we eventually had home for. I mean, it was coming to the point where, yeah, if Jason didn't say yes, I was going to just self-publish it, which to be honest, after what we went through, I might start doing that with some of my short story collections, just because it was such a pain in the butt to try to, you know, get it, get it done. So um, short story collections, very difficult to sell. And I've, that's always been the case since I, it's, you know, since I've been aware of it in the business, um, just really difficult because it's not original, it's not original, even though these of course are all Patreon stories that are locked behind, you know, a pay paywall. Um, but they don't consider it, you know, pay it original. And so it's just a, just a big mess. Um, so yeah, it was difficult to sell. Glad Jason's got it. We got a great cover. We got the editing done. I think I still have, I still owe him some book matter working on some, um, promo stuff. So, I'm glad that folks get to get some more Hurley fiction. Uh, I know we were, we went a year without, so I think it'll be a good time for everybody. Now at Patreon, you also provide audio versions of each of the short stories, right? Is it, is there a mechanism or I know other authors sometimes only do audio stories for like audible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could you submit your audio stories to audible? Uh, if I had not already sold them to recorded books in this class, so the ones that I haven't sold, yeah, yeah, I could potentially, or not even, but, but again, you know, I, I don't know what that would look like. Cause again, a lot of the times, especially with audible, they'll pay you really well for them, but they really need to know that it's not anywhere else, that it is not in print. It's not like, it's just, it's like there's exclusively for a year then, and you can, then you can do the print rights and all that you can sell gotcha. there is exclusively for a year and i think they they especially would not be as flexible as someone like apex or tachyon which are smaller presses and they're like yeah it's okay it's behind a paywall um i don't know that you know the the big amazon uh conglomerate is is necessarily as easygoing <laughs> you know as the smaller publishers so sure so what else are you working on writing wise well, I am continuing to work on Losing Gravity slash Collision of Stars. I also actually just opened up The Body Garden today, which is my um, assassin turned gardener story just because I needed to do something else. Uh, so that's what I'm working on. I'm also working on a Nick story called The Other Doors. And that is one that is going to come out. I'm really hoping I want to get it done this month. I have a week off my day job um week after next and so i would really like to um have that ready for patreon subscribers so so yeah those are those are the projects i continue to work on um you know keeping on keeping on yeah uh just a quick follow-up the body gardener is that what you called it body garden yeah body garden is yeah. that a sci-fi book or is that a like contemporary 
It's technically, it's sci-fi. Um, it's like secondary world sci-fi. Um, so it is, it's not like extravagant world building like I usually do. It's much more, I would call it something a little bit more like Light Brigade where it's easier to get into the world because there are lots of familiar things and then there's going to be weird shit that just kind of pops up and you're like, whoa, wait, what the fuck? Everybody has a tail, you know, <laughs> like, some, like shit like that. So it's going to be um, definitely feel like, oh, okay, I know where we're going. And then the occasional weird hurliness in it. That's the idea anyway. Okay. Let's talk about the important thing here, which is updates for the garden. You had a big yeah. announcement recently about some creatures that will be joining you. That's right. Yeah, finally. Dayton, Ohio has been... Um, you know, we've been trying to get chicken, the chickens allowed in backyards in within the city. And that's been going on for literally since I have been out here for since like 2007. And finally, it came off the ordinance. I checked that ordinance, you know, municipal ordinance and zoning codes and stuff every year just to see, okay, have they and they did they took out poultry as something that you know, you're not allowed to have in your backyard. So, um, so yeah, we've got a chicken coop, um, my husband wants chickens so badly. He worked his butt off this week and got that coop put together. And I was like, I'm not getting it because they have to stay inside right there until, they, until their feathers grow. But I'm like, I'm not getting them until it's all done. It's all ready to go. They're all souped up. We have, again, we have dogs. So it's like, it has to be really well protected the whole run and everything. And uh, so I'm not doing it until it's done. And sure enough, it magically got done this week. So, so it's ready. So yeah, we're going to get some chickens probably. Um, in probably maybe three hens, two ducks, or you know, four hens, a duck, something like that. So we'll see. We're gonna go head over to Tractor Supply, um, actually tomorrow, and see if we can see what we can find. So, excellent. Are there any? I, I know you did. You know, the big thing last year was mm. the water, right? Second pond, yeah. Because we did the first pond during the first year of lockdown, and we did the second pond the second year of lockdown. Yeah. So. Right. So is this your big 2022 edition or are you looking at more? Uh, that's going to be probably the most significant edition. But then there's a lot of like smaller projects. Like I'm adding a like, kidney shaped um, bed that runs between our woodland garden and the orchard. And we're adding planter boxes around all of the trees in the orchard so that I can maximize my growing space. So um, and we just started in the basement. We have a grow light. Um, and I'm going to start doing seeds indoors. I'm going to try and do that either today or tomorrow, just with the cold weather crops. So we're, we're slowly kind of getting there. Um, and I think, yeah, we're going to add in some more paths because what I'd like to do is um, with the orchard, put, make, a, make the orchard into a wildflower meadow. Um, but I only want to get the paths done and all in. So, so yeah, I've ordered our biggest, again, it was royalty season. So thank y'all for that. And we, our big Home Depot order and it'll be here next week. Um, so yeah, we've got all the mulch and pea gravel and fertilizer and all sorts of crap coming um, next week. So I'm getting pretty excited. How so, yeah, much mulch do you have to have delivered for? Because for people who don't know, you don't have just like the backyard of a normal house. You have an entire separate lot next to you, right? Three lots. Yeah, we bought we have the lot the house is on. Yeah. And then we bought two other lots for like 100 bucks or something. And we had it rezoned. And then we actually own, there's a, uh, a 15 foot um, 
driveway, right, right of way, because that was how you would get to the other, that third lot. So we actually own that too. Um, and what we want to do is buy the lot next to that. Um, but yeah, the three lots together were on about um, a third of an acre. So it's a, it's a decent, for being in the city, it's a decent size. And honestly, for just the two of us, it's probably, it's probably a perfectly fine size, even though, of course, I would like to live on 50 acres in the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, 200 bags of mulch. And, and that's, that's honestly just like the, I know I still supplement that sometimes, or I know I'm still running out and grabbing some more um, if, you know, we have some other projects. So yeah, but at least 200. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> that's a lot. It's a lot of mulch. Yeah. That's, you're not throwing that in the back of the SUV. Oh no. Yeah. They <laughs> no, bring up the and the pallet mover and yeah we have a 10 foot gate in the back that we have to open up and lock the dogs inside and yeah they come and it's a it's a whole production <laughs> i'm sure our neighbors love us every year or get four or five pallets of shit you know delivered to the back of the yard so yeah but again the house was done you know it was a cheap house the indoor of the house was done and it, when we got here it was just these flat lots that were dry grass. I mean, literally in the summer, it would just kind of blow away <laughs> because it was just so dry and so nasty. And now it's, you know, really beautiful. It took 10 years. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's become its own little mini climate. It's great. I like that you're slowly taking over the neighborhood. It's sort oh, of like yeah. Ben Gazzara yeah. and Roadhouse. You're just going to own the entire town at some point. You're just going to walk around and be like, I own this town. I own this block. I would love to own the whole block. I think that would be awesome. But uh, yeah, we have a great neighbor and she actually owns um, an extra lot as well. So there's only one lot now between us and the neighbor. And one of us is going to get it at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> So wow. All, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the, the start of an interesting murder mystery. Isn't it? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the the unclaimed lot. It's there true. You, you can you can take that one. Uh, all right. I have a game for us. Oh boy. This week. This one is not TikTok oriented. Hmm. Um, I decided to go bigger. Oh, okay. Global if you will. Global. This game is called Ikea product or Scandinavian science fiction or fantasy writer. Very simple. <laughs> I see you got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now you don't live too far from an Ikea, right? There was one in. Oh, uh... no, yeah. We're close to this, the West, whatever one. Yeah. Are you an Ikea yeah, shopper or do you avoid that? Is oh, it too I modern? Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, I, when I first got, I mean, I think that's everybody's like first real furniture out of college where it was just like, okay, now I'm a, now I'm a professional. I should probably go get some real furniture. Crap. It's all so expensive. And so I'd flat pack it from Ikea. Well, I'm a little older than you and Ikea didn't exist when I <laughs> got out and it was sort of like, what's at the local goodwill that doesn't look like it was involved in a murder scene. <laughs> So, but I do remember taking three and a half hour drives to Pittsburgh because that was the only yeah. Ikea in Ohio or, or near Ohio and having to rent a U-Haul to drive mm -hmm. to bring stuff back and buying the absolute cheapest stuff. So I, I completely understand that. <laughs> so you are familiar that Ikea uses um, no, names that would not be familiar to most 
American purchasers. Uh, they have traditionally Swedish names for their products, and they all make sense in in the in Sweden, but they don't make sense here. Uh, it's not like cup is cup or. We'll get into that. So here's here's it's it's very simple. I put together two IKEA names because they don't have multiple names for things. So I took like I made like a first and a last name, and then I found six. Uh, I guess well known for the Nordic region, uh, science fiction writers. Maybe you'll be familiar with them, or five. Excuse me, five. Or maybe you won't. But well, let's see how if you can suss these out from your previous experiences at ikea let's go with an easy one i think <laughs> who i'm so i'm gonna say who is the ikea furniture and who is the scandinavian oh. sci-fi fantasy writer is bertel martinson or billy bjorksta which one is which the writer's the first one the furniture is the second one correct how do you know bertel billy his baby billy bookcase billy bookcase yeah. see i figured that might yeah. be and uh yeah, Bertle martinson is yeah well we i'm sorry i interrupted you sorry, i uh yeah i I've, I've been getting those billy bookcases from ikea like since for how god only knows how old that 10 years 15 years so yeah gotcha and Bertle martinson was a swedish science fiction author uh passed away in 2018 he was also a crime fiction and fantasy writer and an academic professor. He wrote, uh, his last book was The Wingmaster's Daughter in 1992, along with that, several dozen uh, others. Yeah, I think that if you're a Nordic writer, like you have to write a crime novel at some point. I just think that, yeah, if like you're from there, eventually like you have to do a murder mystery. It's just really required. Gotcha. All right. So. Where did my English translations go? This is going to be bad. Uh, Kimo Latoninen or Bowman Stoja? The first one is the furniture and the second one is the writer. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh. Bowman Stoja is a trash can and a silverware organizer. <laughs> Kimo... Lahotin, Lahotin is a Finnish uh, science fiction writer and a Gemini, <laughs> according to his profile. And I can't pronounce any of the books that he's written because they're not translated to English titles. But I'm I'm sure that they are uh, worth checking out. So that's your your one for one, one in one right now. Got three to go. Let's see if you can come out on top. Ovind Muir. Or Ingertorp Masthomen. First one's the writer, second one's the furniture. Correct. That furniture would be a table and an outdoor furniture set. Oh, that's probably why, because I have outdoor furniture from that. There. <laughs> <laughs> and um where where and Oven Murrah is a uh, science fiction um editor and uh published a fanzine called Gandalf. Hmm. His debut debut novel was Aster in 1974, and he won the Norwegian Fable Prize in 2007. Hmm. So, you know, people, I'm just giving you maybe new writers you want to check out. 
yeah, this is an informative and helpful podcast. Right. It is. Mm -hmm. All right. Number four, you're two for one or two and one right now. Rimforsa Voxnan or Svend Aji Madsen? First one's the furniture, second one's the writer. Correct. Rimforsa is a workbench, Voxnan is a hand towel, and Sven Aji Madsen uh, is a Danish novelist, studied math mathematics before writing fiction. They are generally philosophical and humorous. And many have been made into films in Denmark, including uh, <laughs> a book in 2013 called The Girl in the Concrete Mixer, which I think is like maybe a shoot offshoot of The Girl in the Dragon Tattoo. I'm not sure. There's a girl, the girl in everything is, is basically the title of a lot of books right now. Yeah. <laughs> girl in the Concrete Mixer. That's a new one, though. That's that doesn't good. sound like it sounds, that doesn't sound good for her. All right, last one. All right. Tor Aji Bringsvard or Himlian Masterby? First one is the writer, second one is the furniture. You're right. Four and one. Himlian is the bath towels, Masterby are rattan chairs. It was close. That was a tough one. Yeah. And uh, Tor Adji, I'm sure I slaughtered all these names, by the way. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a playwright, author, editor, and translator, best known for his speculative fiction. He passed away in... Um, no, he didn't pass away. He's alive. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tor. I got confused for a moment. Um, numerous prizes and books. and Check him out on the Wikipedia. On the Wikipedia's, yeah. Again, you can tell I spent way too much time at IKEA, basically. Yeah. Yes. Superpower. We have one now within five minutes of our house. Oh, nice. Like some days yeah. we're just like, you want to get lunch at IKEA today? Let's go get some. Let's go get some lunch, and then just walk around randomly for an hour and look at things oh. and buy things yeah. that I don't need, like a light up pencil lamp <laughs> that changes colors. <laughs> I think my husband got like a giant eye lamp where it just you put the lamp inside and it's like this like giant eye. Yeah, there's all, all right, sorts. I'm going to show you this thing. This is what I have up over my desk. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen that one and it expands and contracts. Yeah. Look at the action. action. It's the Death Maybe. Star and then it opens up. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's exciting. Awesome. Yes, I've seen that one. Yeah. All right. Let's say, let's get to what you're currently reading and, and watching. What uh, I know you were really digging Reacher. Uh, and the last one, what have, what have you been re watching since then? Uh, watching, I have been, uh, I watched Murders in Provence, which has one of the actors from Endeavor. And it was pretty good as far as a, a murder show goes. It just, it felt a little overwritten to me, but then I watch a lot of murder shows and so I'm quite picky. Um, I've also been watching Pieces of Her, which is like Tony Collette is like a secret retired assassin or something mm. that one's not like it's not as good as i want it to be but it's entertaining you know it's just one of those things where i'm like i'm just gonna turn this on and kind of chill out have it on the background and it's tony collette so you know that's pretty awesome um so i've been doing that gardener's world of course um right and what else oh and last night i saw that uh the show upload has a second season and i'm mm -hmm. savoring that 
I watched one of those last night and I'm going to keep the rest for later. So yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff going on with that. Um, as far as books, probably the best one uh, that I just read was Girl in Ice. Not Girl in a Concrete Mixer, Girl in Ice. <laughs> uh, because that's what they are by Erica Forensic. And it's kind of like this, um, you know, Greenlandic murder mystery thriller um, where her brother uh, dies mysteriously. And then they I find this, you know, girl in the Arctic and they bring her in to try to, you know, speak to this girl who has this, who's using this extinct language. So that one was really fun. That was a, a very well written. I'm also reading um, The Golden Couple, which is another uh, domestic thriller. And then I'm trying to get into uh, Last Exit, which is by Max Gladstone, his latest one, and The Paradox Hotel, which... Paradox Hotel has a really great premise. It's just, I don't know the writing style is for me. Um, I think the problem is, you know, I just came off reading The Gone World. And so The Gone World is just like this lush, beautifully, you know, very, has a very distinctive style. And so coming to something that has a kind of a, I assumed it kind of had a similar like setup and feel and it does not. And so I think my brain is just like, ah, but I'm still working on that one. So, so yeah, working through kind of quite a few things right now. Yeah. Excellent. Let's remind folks, uh, they can go and talk about uh, a lot of times there's chatter at the discord about what's everybody's reading various books that uh, folks are reading you're reading, and they can get there by joining at Patreon, uh, patreon.com. It's also where they can see the video version of this podcast. Warts and, and all. Right. Yeah, the, the expanding and contracting light. I mean, that's worth a dollar right there. That's worth know? a dollar. It is. <laughs> what's funny is that's a hack because that is supposed to actually be into a it's not supposed to be a, a like a turn on and off type of situation you're supposed to like put it into an actual line in your electrical yeah and i didn't have anything to do that so i yanked mm -hmm. all of the like electronic stuff out of there and i stuck a i took another lamp that has like a you know a switch on it and i totally uh macgyvered it to put it so that it would work <laughs> nice. um but uh want to remind folks uh patreon is where you go you also get your videos for your real-time writing videos your hangouts with hurley that happen each month and your behind the scenes writing videos along with the short stories that are along with all those and um updates random updates that go up there yep. Um, pictures, dog pictures, yeah. Dog pictures. No cat pictures yet. Maybe someday. No, no cats. We no, we can't have cats. My husband's allergic, and also our dogs are not cat friendly. <laughs> well, my wife's allergic, but she just got like two hundred shots in the back over a couple of years, and then they all went away. Because okay, yeah, we, because well, I had a cat when we met, and I was like, I'm, uh, it's not, I'm not getting rid of the cat. So that's rough. Yeah. But now she's fine. You know, 200 <laughs> shots later. Uh, and uh, let's remind people, Future Artifacts, you can go now to the Apex website, which you'll find on Twitter. Um, links to it via your Twitter feed, via Apex's Twitter feed. There is a 30% off the pre-order of eBooks and physical books until the 16th. Make sure to use the code Future Artifacts, all one word when placing your order and you know, I don't, I, I know that pre-orders are big, so 
Beers are big. They're very important. Yeah. Just because, um, yeah, it, it, it helps. <laughs> it helps. So yeah, if you want it, go get it, go get it for sure. And I think everybody could use, you know, uh, a lot of joy right now. Um, and I think that, uh, there's a lot of fun stuff in, in those stories. So yeah. Excellent. All right. Take us out. Cool. All right, everybody get back to work. <laughs>